0: Hello guys, welcome back to the podcast, the Time to Be Real podcast with me, your host, Shoelace. I am excited to talk with you for a little bit today about our topic on self-compassion. For a life update, I'm getting my room sort of together. I started watching um, The Crowded Room with Tom Holland. Holy shit, that series is so good. We didn't finish it all. We're going to finish it later, but I'm on like the third or fourth episode and I'm totally hooked. Like this is the most unpredictable show I have ever watched probably. Like you think one thing's going to happen and then something completely unexpected happens next. So, I definitely recommend that as like a binge show. Also, I don't think I can ever look at Tom Holland the same after watching it. Like he looks like (laughs) Stillskin. Like have you seen, okay, when I was like 12, I watched Once Upon a Time, you know? He looks like the Stillskin from there. Anyways, that's my life update. I haven't really been doing much. I did not do anything really for the 4th of July, except work. So yeah, that's my life update. But today we're here to discuss self-compassion. This is something that has... I always say this at the the beginning of every episode. I'm like, this is something that's been on my mind for quite some time. No, but for reals. (laughs) This is something that I have been thinking about recently. and something that I actually like... It was like a light bulb moment. I had a moment where I was saying mean things to myself. And then I was just... I was learning how I can make myself feel better, and I learned that the only way is really to not believe all those thoughts, all those judgmental thoughts, the critical thoughts, not believing those and instead counteracting them with kindness and compassion. So today we're going to cover what self-compassion is. How can you show yourself more self-compassion? Like, what does that look like? A couple of steps on how to do that. Lastly, ways that you can practice self-compassion. The word compassion literally means to suffer with. I thought that was really cool and really interesting. I feel like self-compassion is also or even just the word compassion is also a word, another word for empathy and understanding. I feel like they're all kind of on the same plane, but self-compassion, obviously, towards yourself. You could have put those together. (laughs) So it's realizing that just like everyone else, you too make mistakes, fall short, suffer, and are imperfect. It's recognizing that you are human and instead of judging the behavior, you respond with understanding, kindness, and empathy. Giving yourself that same patience, grace, and kindness that you so freely give to everyone else. So that's what self-compassion is. And we can talk all about how nice the idea of having compassion is, but actually implementing that and actively doing it, that is a whole different thing we can talk about how exercise is so great for you and there's all these health health benefits we can talk all about that but like actually exercising and being healthy that is a whole different story right so what are the steps that you can take to give yourself compassion now these are super super simple but sometimes you do need to break it down to the extremely simplified version because this is an action. Being self-compassionate, is that even a, is that grammar? It takes action. So step number one for how to give yourself compassion is recognizing when you're being self-critical and judgmental towards yourself. The first step in changing any habit or behavior is first acknowledging that it's there. If you want to stop being mean to yourself, you have to first acknowledge when it's happening. So sometimes these thoughts, they happen automatically, these critical thoughts, and we don't even realize it. We just, because we're so used to just being so rude to ourselves. So maybe try and be a little more aware of the way you speak to yourself and kind of What triggers that? And then just see what the vibe is. Is it positive and kind or is it degrading and judgmental? A lot of the times I say like, I just want to be like, oh my gosh, shut up. You're so annoying. Like you're so embarrassing. I just, I speak really mean to myself a lot. So that's why this has been on my mind. So recognize when these thoughts are occurring. Step two is counteracting the thoughts. So once you recognize that these thoughts in your head are happening and you're being mean to yourself, I think the best thing to do is to first pause for a moment and before automatically believing those thoughts and you know turning that into making you feel horrible, pause and ask yourself if this is helpful, important, if this is logical or factual, and if your thought or feeling is none of that, <laughs> then you can just let that thought pass on by and move on. You don't have to believe every single thought that pops into your head because you have like thousands, thousands of thoughts a day. Sometimes a critical thought can be helpful to recognize, you know, when you're wrong or when you've made a mistake. So you can, you know, later repair that. But I could argue that like 99% of the time your self-critical thoughts or shame, that's entirely unhelpful, not important or factual. So now that you know that this thought is entirely unhelpful, this is where you can counteract the thought with kindness and compassion. I have a little analogy. I think it's fun to think of three different people inside your head. So there's the self-critic as one person, my compassionate person, and then there's me or you. When the critic is being a bully, miss self-compassion steps in and she stands up for me if mr critic cuz it's a, a man you know of course if mr critic if he says you're so lazy you can't even make yourself a meal self-compassionate me says or miss miss compassion we'll call her miss compassion and mr critic miss compassion says We've had a lot of change and uncertainty lately. Energy levels are going to be low right now, and that's okay. We're doing our best, and it makes sense that it's been difficult to cook. (laughs) This might be the dumbest analogy, but this actually literally helped me today, so just shut up. Another example is if Mr. Critic says, You've literally laid in bed for hours staring at your phone. You're disgusting. You're lazy. There were so many things we needed to get done and you wasted all this time. Miss Compassionate will reply back with, Thank you for your concern, Mr. Critic. (laughs) Perhaps we're dealing with some intense emotions that we're trying to escape from. That's normal to want to numb out when you're feeling overwhelmed. Maybe let's take a break from our phone now and call up a friend, take a shower, or you know, maybe just make a little snack. That's my cute little example. You're welcome. So talking to yourself the way you would talk to a loved one or a friend is really helpful because you would not tell a friend like, yeah, I agree, you're freaking lazy. I mean, actually, you might. But if they were actually hurting, you would not agree with them being super rude to themselves. You know, you would be kind. At least I would. I wouldn't agree and be like, yeah, you're so freaking ugly. (laughs) No, so talk to yourself the way you talk to someone you love. And eventually, instead of responding with the negative thoughts and immediately taking those in, you will respond with understanding and compassion. It'll come so much easier the more you do it. So stand up for yourself and don't let you bully you. The gist of that is not letting the negative thoughts be truth, not letting them rule your life. You can disagree with some of the thoughts you have. I think it's so hard for us to give ourselves self-compassion because we think we're not allowed to have it for some reason. and I think it's ultimately because we have such high expectations of ourselves and it's so easy to be mean it's so much easier to be negative than to be positive i feel like maybe i'm just a pessimist but we actually can let ourselves be imperfect and make mistakes and we can forgive ourselves i really want that tattoo that says less perfection more authenticity i think that that would be great anyways lastly what are some ways that you can practice self-compassion other than just counteracting those thoughts? What are some other ways that we can practice that in our everyday lives? My first one is allow yourself to feel how you feel. Oh my gosh, this is a huge one and there are so many that you can do to give yourself self-compassion. So these are just a couple. But part of self-compassion is allowing negative feelings to be present. Allowing yourself to feel like shit and depressed or angry and not immediately jumping to, oh, I need to fix it. Like if you're angry or you're sad, you're like, oh my gosh, ah, I need to fix it. Like, what do I do? Like, (laughs) Just allow yourself to feel bad and have a bad experience or day without trying to smother your mind with positivity. There is a balance. You can always welcome self-compassion. Self-compassion is always a great idea, but don't confuse that with toxic positivity like I mentioned, is treating yourself like a loved one or a friend. You wouldn't invalidate a friend's feelings by saying, well, everything happens for a reason, just keep your head up. Like, that literally drives me crazy. Sometimes it's nice, but other times, most of the time, it's nice to just hear, yeah, like, that really sucks and it's totally valid that you feel that way. Like, take your time getting through this. Like, I'm here for you. You know, I think that is, that's great. The more that you fight the negative emotions, the harder it is for them to pass too. And also the more that negative feeling is prolonged. (laughs) If you don't allow it to just sit and exist and not immediately try to fix it, it'll usually just run its course, you know, go with the ebb and flow of life and and leave. And in those moments of letting yourself feel that, that's a form of self-compassion. Because without letting the feelings come, you know, stuffing them or judging them, you're telling yourself that it's not okay to feel what you feel. And that's not right. Every emotion is necessary and is important. The second way that you can practice self compassion is validating your feelings. And I've mentioned this like a little bit throughout this episode, but specifically validate your feelings. This is mainly recognizing that you feel how you feel and you're not a bad person for feeling how you feel. My stepdad always says, you feel how you feel? like That is literally his slogan, you feel how you feel. If you can't validate your own feelings, then you'll be searching outwards for validation. It's not necessarily a bad thing to do that, but it's unreliable. If you're always waiting for people to give you that validation for literally anything, It's going to make you feel so uneasy and on edge like just give it to yourself you can it's so much better to find that within yourself and validating your own thoughts and feelings can be as simple as it's okay that i feel this way it makes sense and i'm allowed to feel that like it's literally that simple and it doesn't mean you're agreeing with the thoughts and saying yes i am ugly and annoying like (laughs) It's more saying like, that makes sense that I feel that way because of this and this. And it's not bad that I think that it doesn't mean it's true, but I can see where that's coming from and it's okay that you feel that way. You know what I'm saying? Validating your thoughts and feelings is a form of self-compassion. It's a much more loving response rather than judging yourself for your thoughts and feelings. So make yourself a safe place by validating. My next suggestion for how you can practice self-compassion is spending your time doing things that bring you peace and joy. I don't know if it actually aligns with being, giving yourself compassion, but it is a loving thing to do. So I'm just tying it in anyways, because I think it's great. Of course, doing things that bring you peace is, it's going to feel good. But a lot of the times, the most simplest of tasks or even things that you usually enjoy, sometimes those feel like the hardest to get yourself to do. And I don't even know why. I posted about this today on my Instagram, but it's like, there's so many things that I want to do, but for some reason, I find myself spending my time doing something else, like being on my phone. I sometimes find myself depriving Myself of goodness because I think I need to punish myself and that I don't deserve to feel happy and good. So sometimes that's why, like subconsciously, why I don't do things that bring me joy because I'm like, well, you don't deserve that for some reason. Literally, maybe I should bring that up in therapy. <laughs> like, I know that I really enjoy playing my guitar, but sometimes it literally takes every ounce of me to pick it up again or if I really want to go see a movie, but I'm so lazy, like I don't want to drive. That happens a lot. (laughs) And then I remember how great I feel after I do the things that I usually enjoy, (laughs) duh. And so that, like remembering the feeling that it gives me usually gets me to want to do it. But it's so important to incorporate time for your hobbies and your favorite activities. Because without those, your life feels so meaningless and unfulfilling. And a form of self-compassion is being intentional about your time and believing that you deserve happiness, no matter what. And my very last way that you can practice self-compassion is taking care of your basic needs. This is something I am so passionate about, that I, like, this has been my core values for so long, and it's actually, I'm probably going to say this wrong. It's a uh, psychologist, Mas, Maslow's, Maslow's Mas, whatever. It's Maslow's, I'm going to go with Maslow's. It's the hierarchy of needs. You might have heard of it, but it's a theory in psychology I learned in therapy a while back, and this completely changed my life. It's a pyramid that basically shows the bottom needs must be met first before the needs above it can. I can explain a little better. (laughs) So on the bottom of the pyramid is your physiological needs, also known as your basic needs. And this is breathing, food, water, shelter, clothing, sleep. And above that is safety and security, then love and belonging, then above that, self-esteem, and then above that, self-actualization. You can look up the chart and it's a pyramid. Just look up hierarchy of needs and it's a pyramid. Duh. Okay. We're just talking about the very bottom one, the basic needs. If your basic needs are not met, it's going to be immensely harder to meet any of those higher needs. If you're not eating At least three meals a day if you're not drinking enough water or like a place to live. It is almost going to feel impossible to meet those higher needs. Stop, my cat is staring at the wall. I hate when they do that. Stop. What are you looking at? What is he looking at? Okay. So, yes, there was a mosquito in here. That's what he was looking at. I'm literally terrified that is like one of my biggest fears that I don't know just like animals seeing things that I don't see. But no, we're good. Just a bug. Okay. Where were we? Yeah, so taking care of your basic needs. Now, people might <laughs> listen to that and be like, "Bro, this is so freaking simple. Why would you give this advice?" Listen up. <laughs> Years ago, I used to isolate myself and not eat like all day and I would sleep horribly. I'd like stay up all night, I wouldn't, you know, drink enough water and yeah. So whatever. Fast forward. In therapy, I was talking about (laughs) when I went to therapy during this time, she was like homegirl. Of course, you're going to feel depressed if A, you don't have energy from food. You're not being hydrated. Your brain literally can't function correctly. I mean, duh, but it can't function correctly. If you're not giving it nutrients and hydration, like duh, duh, I'm going to feel more depressed and anxious or whatever. I can't even explain the feelings I felt at that time. But of course, I'm not going to feel great if I'm not giving myself the basic needs of sleep and at least three meals a day and water, those physiological needs. I love saying that, physiological. It's like such a (laughs) fancy word. Just focus on those basic needs. Try to get over seven hours of sleep. I know they're like eight or more hours. Sometimes pff, I barely get six. So focus on at least seven, you know, at least six or seven. <laughs> I mean, obviously more is better, but basic. Eat three big meals a day and then snacks in between. Literally focus on that and keeping a water bottle with you and just just notice the difference. I could talk about this on a whole freaking episode. So just take my word for it because taking care of those basic needs is going to let you take care of more of yourself. You know that self actualization? That's at the very top of the pyramid. So you need to care for those bottom ones first before you can even reach yourself. And I hope you you do that because I know. I know. I know. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> It's getting late. Oh, speaking of sleep, it's almost 11 o'clock. So I'm going to wrap this episode up. Giving ourselves compassion can be hard. Sometimes it it doesn't come naturally, at least for me. But try it out. Try counteracting those negative thoughts and, and not believing all of them. If you'd like to just get on the journey with the podcast and with my personal life just go to my instagram it's ashley's murdoch i post positive videos and if you enjoyed this episode or any other episode on here please pretty please if you feel inclined to if you felt goodness or if something clicked that you liked here Why don't you give the potty a review? You can do that on Apple Podcasts. You can do it on Spotify at the top. Just give it a little review. You can give it a one star, four star, five star. Let me know what you thought. You can be completely honest. If you hated it, don't give it any stars. And if you'd like to be notified when more episodes come out so you don't have to constantly be looking... Turn those notifications on. There's a little bell on Spotify. You can hit that. You'll be notified. It'll be like, hey, it's time to be real with Shalice. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate all of you. I'm so happy that the podcast is growing. Every day, more and more people are are joining and it makes me so happy. I really, really enjoy doing this and researching different topics and kind of putting my two cents with everything. It's so fun. Anyways, I'm going to stop talking because I need to go to bed. I need to take care of my basic needs. All right, lovelies. I hope you have a great day and week. I'll talk to you next time. Mwah!